live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Coming up on 10 minutes after 8 of Wisconsin's Morning News on this Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras, also known well in these parts as Punchki Day. You know, growing up Polish, I used to love Punchki. That's good. What's wrong? <laughs> Nothing. It's great. Nice. Play it's the, again. Ch- the children are, are singing. It's Ooh. like the third time I played that today. I we can go again if you need it. No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. I am good. So it is Punchki Day, and they're here. Jason must have brought them back from yep. National. Yep, we see the box out there. So so many great places have them. I know Scrutinos has them on the East Side Italian Bakery. Uh, Greebies, you had them in the news. Mm-hmm. They were expected to sell more than two hundred thousand punchki today. O and H, right down there in Racine, known for their Kringle, of course, but also various other delicacies. Two hundred thousand. So that will be more than the number of people who vote today in the primary. I think that was a funny Captain Cynic. <laughs> we'll see if I'm right. By the way, prune's not bad. Yeah, you tackled the Yeah, I'm trying the prune, and it's not that bad. It's really, it's actually pretty good. I would probably prefer raspberry, but this is actually not bad. Well, so back in the day, if that's all you had, and that's where this all comes from, like, that's all you had. So that was as good as it got. And it's prune. Whoops. Got to go to the bathroom. sweet treats, right? (laughs) (laughs) Here, just for folks wondering, let me just give you this real quick explainer. Poonchki are not simply jelly donuts. A poonchak that's the singular term, is richer and not as sweet as a traditional donut. The pastry originated in Poland when Roman Catholics wanted to clear their cupboards of rich ingredients like cream, lard, and sugar that were forbidden during the 40 days of Lent. See, so classic what we've done with this is we've turned something that was sort of part of a preparation for the 40-day fast of Lent into just its own thing. It's just, well, let's just have seven punchki today. Why are they playing <laughs> Jewish music in the background of that? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just some crap <laughs> it I pulled like off a of YouTube. Klezma music going on. <laughs> it, was, it said it was the one minute history of Punchki. Punchki being the plural, as she said, Punchka or Punch. Do you remember this being a thing singular. when you were a kid? I don't. And I'm, and folks probably don't know this about me, but I'm as much Polish as I am Italian. Yeah. McCorder. So it's Mikowski. Uh, my maternal grandmother was a Mikowski, M I K O W S K I. And I, as I've said, when your last name ends in a vowel and people call you Vinny, pretty much you're Italian. Mm-hmm. So, okay, fine. But I'm as much Polish as I am Italian. And while there were many Polish traditions probably that my grandmother just did not perpetuate, in part because she was sort of of that generation that was raised like to, to shy away from your history and your ethnicity. And her mother, so would have been my great-grandmother, was real into assimilation. So it wasn't strange that we didn't have a lot of long-standing Polish tradition, but you would have thought in a Polish household, Punchki would have been a thing, but yeah, I just absolutely. don't remember it being a thing. I'm Scandinavian. I'm Norwegian, so it wasn't a thing for us either. So Nothing on the Cuban side either, by no. the way. Do, Sorry. But so you're Lutheran. Do the Lutherans fast for Lent or no? Well, they yeah, you can, you can put in a, a good old sacrifice if you'd like. 
Good old-fashioned sacrifice. You can. <laughs> See, I'm going to tell you what to do. See, you Lutherans over there. Like I said, I was raised hey, we Catholic. we just like to sing. Don't worry about I it. I know you do. My <laughs> wife is Lutheran. I was raised Catholic, and when we would go to her church, I would say, you guys are playing church over here. <laughs> yeah. It's just real happy. Everything's, Everything's nice. Fun. Everyone gets, we welcome yes. anybody. A lot of singing, a lot of... You, you got to be able to sit through the guilt, man. <laughs> right. That's right, Deb. <laughs> Good old-fashioned shaming Everybody's going happy. on over God there. just loves you. It's all fine. I would always tell her, in Catholic Catholic Church, we sing verses 1 and 5, not 1 through 5. Bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, I, I think probably fasting less a part of the culture in other Christian denominations than it is within Catholicism, but still part of it, right? Yeah, of course, sure. But we, of course, have taken this focus now and made it all about... <laughs> the jelly pastry. So you're suggesting that this wasn't always this way, that the jelly pastry wasn't a thing how long ago? Like even 20 years like ago? like 15, 20 years ago. Like the first I really heard of, I mean, I probably had heard of it, but again, the first it was like Punchki Day, big thing, huge, definitely happening. Everybody's talking about it. You expect them to be at work was, I don't know, maybe early 2000s when things like everything started getting bigger. That reminds me of like St. Patrick's Day. When I was a kid, leprechauns never showed up in my house, leaving right. presents and turning yes. my milk green. And we walked uphill both ways. Yeah, I just don't remember. Not saying it's good or bad. Yeah, no, no, come I, on, I, Dave. Yeah, I'm just saying, like now, you know, leprechauns are expected to leave gifts yeah. and chocolates and, and turn milk green. I'm not barking at the clouds here. I'm just <laughs> I'm just surprised that that's happened. So yeah. maybe it's similar. There is an effect though. If you like bulk up on stuff on Mardi Gras, which is Fat Tuesday, same thing, Mardi Gras, Fat yeah. Tuesday. Um, uh-huh. then, yeah, Gras is fat, Mardi Tuesday. Um, bullseye! The, bullseye! Yeah. But the thing is, you, you fill up on this stuff, that's going to make fasting the next day so much harder. <laughs> I'll report back <laughs> tomorrow. That's the other part. I'll let you know. If you, don't sk- if you skip that part, you're really in trouble after today, because then you will be Fat Tuesday. <laughs> That's the idea. Yummy. How many of those things did you have in there? You're wired this morning, Deb. Just right. one. About to go get a raspberry. So there, there's the continuing debate over which one is the right one, and a lot of folks relying on prunes, since, again, that was the original. A raisin, another sort of one of those original, you, you know, you just you used what you had, and you used up the sweet stuff and the cream and mm-hmm, the butter and all mm-hmm. those things because those wouldn't be part of your diet as you started the 40-day fast. But on the point of, like, everything's bigger— I would throw in, like, Kentucky Derby. The only people I used to know that would pay any attention to the Kentucky Derby Derby were gamblers. <laughs> and whatever, they were into that. Or, you know, people who were into horse racing. And now it's this huge party. Now people are buying hats. I'm going to a derby party. I'm like, since when? Since when are you going to a Kentucky Derby party? <laughs> All right, so we have three now. St. Patrick's Day. At least in the household. I don't remember St. Patrick's Day being more than, hey, let's have some corned beef and go drink some green beer and celebrate it. But now it's, now it's green milk. Now it's gifts. Valentine's Day has always been ramped up. Ramped up. Now you have the added holidays, Sweetest Day and some of the others. Never got into Sweetest Day. Every day is Sweetest <laughs> You day didn't, huh? Yeah, that one I refused. All the other ones I'm falling in on. But That's what your wife told me. <laughs> yeah, he's never into Sweetest Day. <laughs> Every day is Every, Sweetest Day. Oh, Come on okay. now. I think I'm onto something. Somehow, some way, something has shifted in our culture, which whatever it was that was once a little something 
Everything's bigger now. And excuse for a party, my friend. Is that what it is? I think so. Cinco de Mayo. There's another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not nothing wrong with celebrating another culture. If that's not your culture, or sure. if it was important to your culture, just like I just never remembered regular old folks sitting around the office saying, "What are you doing for Cinco de Mayo?" I'm like, I, <laughs> what does okay. it take the step over into cultural appropriation? Which that one is the fifth of Mayo, in case you needed a translation. Yes, dip. exactly. Thank you. Well, yeah, Mayo, that's just it too. <laughs> May. Like, everybody celebrates St. Patrick's Day, Irish or not. You know, everyone's yeah. a little Irish on so St. Patrick's Day. So, is it Day. is it cultural appropriation? No, I mean if. Again, any any excuse for a party. I'm on board. Why is everything bigger? 855-616-1620 is the Old National Bank talk and text line. Old National Bank, get old. True or false, everything's bigger, and how come? (laughs) Back with some interesting responses we're already getting on the Old National Bank talk and text line. If you want to give us a call as well, it's 855-616-1620. Pancake, we'd love to hear from you. Eight twenty one on Wisconsin's morning news. Uh, Michael B. Jordan of Creed fame is uh, doing an interview with Robin Roberts and Michael there on Good Morning America. He's going jacket, no shirt. It's good luck. You pull that off if you can pull it not off. A lot of folks are pulling that off. Right? <laughs> I don't think I could get away with that. I've done jacket and t-shirt, but not no shirt. Yeah, I don't think my pecs quite have <laughs> no, the sure distance. You know, let's tr- let's try it. <laughs> uh, from the old National Bank talking text line eight five five six one six one six twenty. I clearly remember Gus Gnorski back in the eighties when he was a regular morning guy on Channel Six, going out to National Bakery each year on Fat Tuesday for live remotes, showing everyone in line just like today. So Poochie really? Day was big. Even even 40 years ago. Because you were asking, uh, why does it seem like it's such a big deal now, like it's ramped up? And I have no complaints over it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it shouldn't be. You're not like, upset about the donut. I'm not. I'm, I think it's fun. It's something we celebrate. I mean, as long as those folks who are religiously devout don't have that overshadowed by the party. You overshadowed know, is, meaning like that we have to report on Ash Wednesday tomorrow? Well, right. Or, you know, like the it's the front end of Lent. It's why it's here. Sure. And Lent is the holiest season on the Christian calendar. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for those folks who want that to be acknowledged as well, right, it ought to be to shame overshadowed. Us? No. Shame <laughs> us for enjoying a donut today? What's wrong with you? Uh, here's one from the 414. The, <laughs> no. The NFL draft is the same way. No oh, one yeah. cared years ago. Now the combine's huge as well as the draft. Remember the draft used to be like they'd just rent out a like a basement conference they room literally or did that during the pandemic a couple well, that's of years right ago. guys were literally in their basement <laughs> but right it was no big deal and then sometimes I mean, when i was working in green bay as a tv news reporter they would send me out you know i'm working weekends and you go to some bar on a saturday or sunday and a few people would be in there watching the draft yeah those picks come down and you get a couple of takes on who the packers drafted well, on that end from the 920 follow the money my friend so yeah anything where you can make a little bit of an extra buck i'm sure the sure I'm sure all the stores that are selling the pastries today are enjoying the attention. But we have to want to buy them, right? Yeah. Or are we just responding to the tools of marketing that we either either overt or covert that have infected us? <laughs> We're like, oh, I, I too must have a punchki. From I t- could understand if they weren't very tasty, but they are extremely tasty. <laughs> <laughs> May I just report raspberry? That's... The thing. All right, There's the thing. Lazica's on number two. <laughs> I finished it already, <laughs> so no more. You. No more. I'm going to drink water. From the 262, everything is bigger. Greater value in the USA. Bigger and more is better. Not in other parts of the world. The amount of obese people in the U.S. compared to other areas of the world proves it. I, I mean, I, 
That's a side tentacle to this. <laughs> I want to go down that road. <laughs> right. Tentacle? Well, just because I, I do... Tangent, I, maybe. <laughs> side tangent. I do agree with uh, Vitrano that this is not just for Poochki Day. It seems right. like... Everything is bigger. Everything gets more attention, gets louder. Mike in Illinois with us this morning. Hey, Mike, why is everything bigger? I'm right on that, right? Everything's bigger. Happy, ha- yes, happy Mardi Gras to you guys. <laughs> How are you? I'm, I'm well. Um, yeah, I think uh, what you said, Vince, uh, tools of marketing, and just over time, there was a time when St. Patrick's Day was kind of like a parade and sort of like a religious holiday, certainly in Ireland and eventually in the big cities where most of the Irish were originally. And then it just spreads out, and it is. People see they can make some money off it, and people want to celebrate. Like you said, 20 years ago, and I don't think still people say, oh, what are you doing for Cinco de Mayo? They're saying it more, though. Punchki Day's gotten bigger. Cinco de Mayo's gotten bigger. St. Patrick's Day's always getting bigger. I'm waiting for St. Joseph's Day to get bigger, Vince. When's that going to happen? <laughs> exactly. Thanks, Mike. I, right. Everything's bit, like the bigger things get, the bigger things get, right? Because as more people celebrate... Or maybe it never occurred to you to celebrate Cinco de Mayo, and then some friend in the office says, "We're all going out. Why? We're going out for Cinco de margaritas. Mayo." Margaritas. Like, what's that about? Like, we're going to have margaritas. Okay. There's a deal. <laughs> Fine. And then <laughs> next year you take the day off, or really the next day off. Right. <laughs> the following day. Say say stay Mayo. <laughs> That's the day you want to take off. Bullseye. Eight twenty-five on Wisconsin's morning news. Eight twenty-eight, Wisconsin's morning news. Look at that. The mayor of Poland is on right. Oh, Warsaw, Poland is on right now. Must be talking about President Biden's visit. So the president is in Poland, and we have no confirmation that he is eating a punchki <laughs> or puchka. Excuse me. I was me. about to ask. Yeah. <laughs> no, nothing yet. It's got the the mayor of Warsaw on right now. Mayor Trzaskowski. He's loaded up on punchki. He has a little bit of powdered sugar on his <laughs> face. <laughs> The president said to be chewing on a prune, Puncha, according to the White House pool reporter. <laughs> How about that? I bet you in Poland it's not that big a deal anymore, the Puncha. <laughs> yeah, yeah just like St. Patrick's Day. Right, you idiot Americans ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> this was like a nice, small, little thing that we had. Now you people go nuts. I've yet to see any donuts or any pastry of any kind, because obviously, yes, a Puncha. It's not a donut. I've yet to see that on any of the networks covering the president Don't call in it Poland. a donut. It's not. It's all been local, hasn't it? Coverage of the oh, punchki. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Well, how did Jason do today? He was out at... So we sent Jason to the National Bakery where he caught up with some of the folks waiting in line before the place opened. You got to have a prune one today. So prune one. That's the one. That's what you recommended me. That's the. You I've never have, had one. You have to have a prune one today. A prune one. Okay. Yes. What, what, would I, what would you say your least favorite is? Prune. There is none because they're all good. They're all good. <laughs> Well, that's if you go with the prune or the raspberry or the raisin, which are the traditional ones. These other commercial places are doing all these different flavors that are off the wall. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's off unacceptable. The wall. I'm not doing bubble gum today. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Spinach. R- root beer. <laughs> oh, root beer punchki. These off the wall commercial establishments. I told Jason why it's so fun to send him to stuff like this. Is Jason's super young. 
He's still gonna gra- he's gonna graduate in spring from UWM. He was interning with us, and now we put him yeah. to work. Now he's got a great positive energy about everything he experiences, and a lot of time. stuff is new to him. Yeah. So he's like, "I've never been to Poonchee." <laughs> like, "Oh, dude, you have <laughs> to go." You're going. And I specifically told him, "I said they're gonna try to talk you into the prune. Don't let them bully you into the prune. Yep. You don't have to." Yep. This is You're not right. a test of your manhood. Eat whatever, whatever you want. So, so he joined us earlier and reported that the line was out the door. So I wanted to bring this to you. Uh, Greg Pancake Hill, uh, the producer of the program, set up some live feeds for us so we could just get a taste, if you will, no pun intended, of how it feels inside some of these places. The mayor was at one of them earlier today. So yep. can we get that live feed? Okay. All right. Uh, it's still going. Live feed there. Uh, we're getting video of this now, thanks to TMJ4 News. There's celebrating going on. They're doing handstands and accordions or throwing donuts around, whatnot. There's packed house there. So then, okay, let's go to their other live feed. It's also Decision Wisconsin Day primary, so let's go to the live feed of one of the polling places here we got, Greg. Oh. Okay. All right, so there's no one at the polling place today. They're I'm all, telling you, pair it up. They're all getting Poochka instead. If National Bakery or what was it, Greebies gave us a number. Greebies said they're going to be over 200,000 today. Yeah. That National, just a few other, the Milwaukee area bakeries alone. <laughs> That's what they need to do. When, For sure. We'll when be it over falls, a million statewide. Yeah, when it falls on, a, on, a, on, vote, on a election day. You know, hey, those bakeries are polling places, my friends. It's not a bad <laughs> Let's idea. Go. It is not a bad idea. I think some have tried that, and that's illegal. Right? <laughs> well, no, so just, like, it's not that they're giving it away. They just happen to have it for that. sale. Oh, oh, TMJ4. Puchka for votes. <laughs> Electioneering got donuts everywhere. Yes. Yes. I don't, I don't want Megan Wolf and the Election Commission coming down on us over here. Boy, imagine them fighting over that. Right. Several punch... Punchki were offered to three voters <laughs> in this district. Slash in exchange for their vote. donuts, all kinds of they stuff. They were given a ride to the polls and one punchek, <laughs> which is the plural. I think it's punchek or punchka. I thought is, it was, is a singular. I thought you said it was punchki. Punchki is plural. Sorry, punchek or punchka okay. is singular. Somebody also texted in saying, "I've been to Poland. Uh, it's it's actually still big there, but the flavors are limited." So it's prune and raspberry, probably. Probably pretty much. No raspberry's the thing, man. Raspberry's it. Uh, my dad is playing accordion at the Greendale National yes, Bakery location. Excellent. 86 years old. Yeah, come see us in Greendale if you want to avoid the larger line. National Bakery has a shop in Greendale, beautiful downtown. And if you'd like to avoid all lines, go to your local polling place. <laughs> your local polling place and see if they got one. on Wisconsin's Morning News. We did briefly touch on the election. A little bit more on that coming up. Right now we have the president still overseas in Poland, as we indicated today. He's due to give a speech at 10.30 our time. They are marking the one-year anniversary of the Russian aggression into Ukraine. The president was in Kiev for about six hours yesterday. Eric, you had some really interesting information on how our government approached this high-profile visit without it being high-profile. The warnings that we put out, the precautions that took place to try to keep it a secret. Now, this is, you know, presidents and other dignitaries have flown into war zones before. This is not unique to this president. Uh, president Bush visited, and President Bush landed on an aircraft carrier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had uh, HW. Um, no, no, sorry, dubs. W. Dubs. Uh, president Obama 
feel like did a, the Thanksgiving here or there yeah, sometimes. That's it seems like it happens at least once a term, right? Brandon, our new sports guy in the morning, is an Army War vet and uh, said he was in Iraq with mm-hmm. um, Secretary Clinton when she was Secretary of State in a convoy with her. So you've had high-profile visits, but they keep them secret for security reasons right up until the last minute. The big difference between everything you just said and this trip to Kiev, Ukraine, is that the military isn't there. Our military. Yes. Right, yes. The U.S. military is not in... I mean, yeah, there might be a pocket, you know, a, a couple of folks here and there, but it's not like we have this large contingent of U.S. military in We're not visiting our base. <laughs> Correct. So I think this is the first time in modern history that that's actually happened, like outside the purview of the U.S. military. So they gave the go-ahead in on Friday, the president saying he had been wanting to go. They wanted to figure it out. So they decided they could get out and go. What they did was they told two reporters. So generally you have a, a pool reporter who's in charge of sharing the information of whatever the president's doing at any event to the rest of uh, the media. But usually you have the traveling contingent of a press corps of like, you know, two dozen people, maybe, maybe not that many, but at least 18, something like that. Oh, it's big. I mean, I mean like if you've ever seen Air Force One when it arrives yeah, they all roll in out Milwaukee, of yeah. out the back of the plane, there they all come. Right. right. Now, the entire press corps is there right now in Poland for the speech today and whatnot. But beforehand, they told two reporters, they pulled them into the White House on Friday and they said, hey, we want to send you two with us to Ukraine. Here's how we're going to do this. You can't tell anyone you are sworn to secrecy, and here's what's going to happen. You are going to get an email in the middle of the night, and then you're going to meet us at Andrews Air Force Base, and we'll go from there. So these two reporters got an email that said in the subject line, for the trip to the golf tournament. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so nobody stumbles upon that. Like, ah, whatever. So then they they were told to go It wasn't marked top secret trip to... Poland yeah, yeah, and yeah. Ukraine. Don't tell anybody. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, not safe for work or something like that. So no. So they they um, went to Andrews. They did not get on Air Force One, but a smaller C-32. So it was a different plane. It was not your standard Air Force One. This was a smaller vehicle that they flew overseas. The president then traveling 10 hours by train after they got into Germany and figured out their way into into Kiev. So got on a train, 10-hour trip in the cover of darkness as they finally met up with Zelensky and his wife, the president and first lady of Ukraine. And so point of clarification, any U.S. Air Force aircraft that the president is on takes on the call sign Air Force One. Correct. But we also sort of interchange that in popular nomenclature with the modified 747s that have been accustomed with. There are two of them that they circulate in and out. So the airplane is also sort of what we refer to as Air Force One. I mm-hmm. did get a text from someone who said he had heard, it seemed like someone who might be in the know on aviation issues, that they didn't even take the call sign Air Force One as a matter of being you know, uh, excessively covert in this operation. Well, and after they landed in Germany, when they flew for their second leg of that trip, after they refueled, they turned off their transponder. Nothing. But here's the fascinating part. I find this so fascinating is that when they were doing this, most of Ukraine had no idea. Like high officials and whatnot had no idea that the president of the United States was going to land there or end up in Kiev. But we joked that he actually surprised the president. Yeah. Just knocked on his hey, door. Zelensky. How's it going? Hey, whoa, That's, look, folks. You got, you got any poochki here? Right. I just thought I'd drop by. But you know who knew? Do you know who knew that the president was coming? 
Vladimir Putin, who you would, th- I mean, it seems counterintuitive, who you would think that's the guy we didn't want to know. No, right? actually, but it makes sense. They warned Russia. They said, hey, our guy's going to be on the ground in Kiev. So any random missile shooting or anything that you might have planned for today, you might want to cool it because we don't want to make an accident even much, much worse. The point being, hey, he's on the ground. Let's cool it. Because if anything happens where the president would be injured or, God forbid, worse, then there's World War III. Help us help you yes. stay out of World War III right. by not having an... You, it's like these guys who steal a car and there's a kid in the back. They're right. Like, Whoa, I just meant to steal a car. Russia lobbing some missiles at Kiev on some random right. Monday, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And they're like... We didn't. We didn't <laughs> did know. not know the commander chief was there. We didn't know. We didn't know. Not that either is okay, but one right. clearly like right a lot worse. When, when, yeah, when uh, the leader of the free world happens to be in the vicinity. So yeah, so they That's warned him about that, and obviously nothing happened. He was in Kiev. There was a a secret that they were surprised lasted as long as it did. Like we knew when we caught wind of this yesterday. We had this on the air immediately when it when it broke yesterday morning. Uh, he was still on the ground. I mean, you what they were hoping to have happen was he'd be back in Poland before we'd even hear or catch word of him being in Ukraine. But that wasn't the case. It got out. People were wondering about why random motorcades were taking place while everything was closed down. And, and then here we saw that he was on the ground there. On the Old National Bank talk and text line, Old National Bank, get old. How does the president of the United States get on a train in Germany and not anyone realize that or notice him? I think that's fascinating. And I in terms of the security footprint or ability, I suppose secrecy, they, they must have thought secrecy trumped having a beefed up sort of security response. Sure. Like, like, again, so I've obviously, this is what, I'm not in charge of the military, right? So I'm no expert. If you would ask me, like, how would they do this? I would say, well, Air Force One flies in with its countermeasures and it flies in with, you know, an armed Air Force escort just in case there's any trouble. It drops in, it gets out, and all of that stuff. Instead, you put the president on a train, yeah. which you would think, boy, there's nowhere to go there. Yeah, you're right. That's You're, you're kind of isolating yourself a little bit. So they must have felt that secrecy trumped the ability to stave off some sort of attack. So the pool reporters, as you know, will give great details. Pretty fascinating. If you ever get a chance to read some of those pool reports, which you can find, by the way, those are public access. So the pool being the one, in this case, two reporters that were traveling with the president. Here's what they said about the train situation. A small group of passengers awaiting a separate train on the opposite side of the tracks were huddled in conversation and occasionally glanced over, but it was unclear if they could make out any of the activity unfolding before them. So it was they, they, they could tell that something was happening, but they had no idea if that's that really the. And he it, it, was it Germany that he boarded. Uh, that I'm not sure. I I'm trying to. Get, he flew into Rammstein, you said. Right. Yeah, but then they got on the plane again, and they flew again okay, before they got on the train. So I'm trying to find that here. More though, this is yeah, fascinating. I'm just here, it's a Bahnhof. Much of the journey occurred in the dark, and so there was little visibility beyond streetlights and the shadows of buildings in the distance. There were no interaction between your pool reporters and the White House staff traveling with the president throughout the 10-hour journey, nor any sightings of the president. And then there's this part. There were a handful of stops. <laughs> what? They get off for ice cream or something? Next stop. <laughs> Munich. What? Uh, at least once to pick up additional security along the way. Just made me laugh that like, okay, a couple of stops here and there. Just a local family from Algonquin, Illinois getting on. Hey, are you guys, where are you guys going? Where are you, where are you folks headed? <laughs> yeah, we're here. It's our anniversary. 
Yeah, it's a couple of Canadians wearing their Canadian stuff. So. <laughs> and the Germans just, was was los hier at the Bahnhof? <laughs> Bahnhof is train station. It was not always clear what prompted the stops, most of which were brief, and your pool was isolated from the staff on board. Herr President <laughs> of America, was ist los? I'm just going to work. Ich bin hier auf Ferien. Ferien, I think, is the word for vacation. How do you say Fat yeah. Tuesday? <laughs> gross, große, große Dienstag, I think. I do have to find the pool report for today to see if there's been any conversation about it. Right, because it would have been a punchki stop. If it's a lighter day and the president's I mean, visiting your town. Yeah, he is in Poland. <laughs> Went in Rome, right, Debbie? Oh, Lazica's back. She's too punchki in. Sorry. We said punchki and she's right back. <laughs> Are you okay back there? I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> I got rid of my headache. This is good. I'm on my second wind already. And your second punchka. <laughs> 8.47 on Wisconsin's Morning News. on Wisconsin's Morning News. It is primary election day. Polls have been open for nearly two hours, closed tonight at 8 o'clock. You have anything more on this trouble at the polling place in Dane County? Yeah, developing story out of Dane County in the village of Brooklyn. So Brooklyn, Wisconsin. I have never heard of Brooklyn, Wisconsin. It is south of Madison, right there on the county line, Dane County into the south there. Hmm. The village of Brooklyn is moving its polling place due to what officials say is an ongoing public safety threat. Ongoing. So this isn't some silly thing like... Somebody phoned in a bomb threat trying to mess around today. Like, yeah, don't know. I don't hear bomb threats referred to as ongoing. Ongoing public safety threat is prompting them to move the polling place. So this is in Brooklyn, Wisconsin. It was supposed to be at the community building. Voters are now being told to go to the Village Public Works building. And they have details on you know where that is for those who live in Brooklyn. Now, the Dane County County Clerk now there uh, says village officials are now requesting a court order to extend voting hours for those who were denied access because of the move. So polls generally close at 8 p.m. We'll see what happens here. They want to have everything up and running here by 9.30 at the new building. So you're bringing in all the stuff. you got to drive over the those little ballot things, make the sound effect. Ugh, what a mess. Oh, the gleek, gleek. Yeah, thank you. That was all the, all the, gleek, gleek. All the polls, all those uh, little... Um, Setups that you have to do, all the books and all that are being brought over to this other place. As for what the ongoing public threat is, that we do not know at this time, but that's a concern. Well, and it'd be worse were it the general, not that there's anything you know good about this, but again, if you wanted to look for some sort of partisanship here, one side or the other trying to disrupt the ability to vote, like it... You're going to push through candidates on both sides of the aisle, even in the Supreme Court race, right. why they believe that one of the liberals, one of the conservatives will advance. So don't know anything in terms of what, what the motivation would be. There again, an ongoing public safety threat can be something other than a threat on that instant installation. Correct. Or an effort to mess around with the vote. Could little, be something else happening there. Yeah, so it sounds like it could potentially even be a public threat that is preventing access uh, to that location. So they're trying to extend it. They should have everything running by 930, but they have restricted access to that site where they were going to be casting ballots. Again, this is in the village of Brooklyn, which is in the southern portion of Dane County. Now, my cousin lives in Oregon, and he just texted me and said, yeah, it's, it's actually in the Oregon school district. So Oregon okay. near Fitchburg, that part, you yeah. know, that side of the Madison area. 
So that happening there. We'll keep an eye on that. Mm-hmm. Again, polls open until 8 o'clock tonight, and then you can catch up on all of your election results at WTMJ.com and on the WTMJ mobile app. 8.54. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. 8.56 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Steve Scafidi coming up next. Did you vote already today, or you do that later? I mailed in my vote. You literally mailed it? Well, I mailed it last week. Or, right. Yeah. yeah. Mail-in vote. As opposed to the right in-person yeah. early I've done all. I've done all yeah. styles. All, they all work fine. No controversy here. <laughs> I, f- I forgot to vote early. Eric finally talked me into starting to vote early because yeah. you just never know. Well, you don't know. But today's an easy you one. You don't need to do it for primary for this one. Mine isn't so much an issue of standing in line. Even on heavy election turnout days, I have no issue getting through my polling place rather quickly in Greendale, where I live. My, my issue is, do I end up in something that I hadn't anticipated today that causes me to not be able to, to get there in person? What right? if you have you know, a family emergency? Yeah, exactly. Something like that or end up staying work. You know, we have breaking news here at work. I'm here till whenever, you know, something like that, I guess. Eric sort of talked me into voting early that way last time. So you, but you haven't voted early. <laughs> but I didn't vote early this so you didn't time. Take, no, me neither. He didn't take his vice. Neither one. Of you I forgot to take. No, his not advice. for this election. I don't think you're going to have any problems voting today. So here's. Here, I'm going to actually ask my my first topic. Why the hell can't we show up to vote in this election? Because it's a, it's a primary. Cannot. We don't we don't care. This is nope. according to everybody I hear and all the commercials I I listen to and watch. This is like the most important election in Wisconsin in a hundred years. So nobody can show up for the primary. You could actually have a party that could take over this primary on one side and dominate both candidates. Then people would show up from in the future, right? Like all the Democrats decide we're going to turn out in in like presidential voting. Democrats get sixty five percent of their base to turn out, right? You could actually versus take a twenty percent or vice versa, right? Yeah. You through you push through both candidates. I don't understand mm-hmm. the logic of not voting. Like, why are you not voting? And today, I don't know. Weather seems pretty good here, right? What's the excuse? We're fine, no excuse. Is it we're we're too busy with the Poonchki stuff that we can't get out to vote? Is that what it is? I Sound know like what you've it had is. a couple already. It's not the Poonchkis. <laughs> no, I have. I, I know I've, what it is. I've it's got people, to avoid the people Poonchkis. tired of it. Tired of the system. Tired of getting yelled at. Tired of watching all the ads. So instead of uh, participating, they just stay at home. Yeah. Yes. I don't get it. I'm going to ask people Maybe what it is. We I'm opened a- our arms and welcomed each other and worked in a community that existed and as one. Eric Bilstead for U.S. Senate. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to a campaign near you. Let's get, let's get my vote. Scafidi's next on WTMJ.